Section twenty three, chapter fourteen, part two of the life and adventures of Kit Carson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The life and adventures of Kit Carson by DeWitt C. Peters. Section twenty three. Chapter fourteen part two At the time we now speak of several years as the reader can readily compute had elapsed since Kit Carson was a hunter at Bent's Fort and then well known to most of the Cheyenne nation But these few years had so altered him together with his new style of dress That it is no doubt that at first not one of the Indians remembered ever having seen him before Kit Carson remained quiet and allowed the Indians to open the talk as He was watching to find out what had so suddenly aroused their anger And he well knew that if they supposed that he and his men did not understand what they were conversing about They might refer to the cause of the trouble and thus give him a clue whereby he might take advantage and form a line of conduct It was clear to his mind that the Indians were resolved to have revenge on his party and that there was time enough to let himself be known to them which in their present excited state would serve him but little the indians had at first conversed in the sioux tongue the reason for this was to conceal their own nationality and thus if necessary in the future they could shield themselves by laying the massacre which they were about to commit on the shoulders of that tribe this is a ruse often employed by the indians but in this case in their heated state they forgot their native cunning and commenced conversing in the language which was most familiar to them a Frenchman called in the mountains Pete who spoke English fluently and who was with Carson during these trying scenes Informed the writer on one occasion that he never fully knew or appreciated Kit Carson until this occurrence Why said he in his enthusiasm? Kit knew just what was to be done and did it too with any other man we would have gone under footnote a trapper phrase for being killed end of footnote the indians were more afraid of him than all the rest of us put together there were red fellows enough there to eat us up and at one time i could almost feel my hair leaving my head we had two women traveling with us and their crying made me feel so bad that I was certain there was no fight in me Women he added are poor plunder to have along when going out on a war party But Kit talked to them and then to the Indians and put them both finally on the right trail Wah, but them were ticklish times As soon as the Indians in their excitement began to speak their own language They became very violent and so unguarded were they in expressing their individual sentiments that they treated kit and his party with perfect indifference and openly though secretly as they thought arranged for the massacre little did they imagine that kit carson whom they had at first sight selected as the leader of the company understood every word that was said kit listened attentively to their plans and heard them decide that the time to kill him was when he again took the pipe to smoke for in so doing he would lay down his weapons They could be instantly seized and therefore he would be prevented from doing them any harm as To the Mexicans who accompanied him 
they said they could kill them as easily as they could buffalo already enough had passed among the indians to arouse in kit carson's breast the greatest feeling of alarm as to what would be the result of the position in which he was placed he had with him fifteen men two only of which number were men on whom he felt that he could rely the other members of the party who counted thirteen in all were mexicans of whom he had a poor opinion as to their bravery nothing daunted by such an accumulation of unfavourable circumstances he at once saw that a bold face was to be put on in order to extricate himself from the grasp of the indians springing to his feet with his weapons ready for immediate use kit carson as he advanced into the centre of the seated warriors gave directions for his men to be ready to defend their lives then turning to the indians who sat rooted to the earth as it were with astonishment at the suddenness of such actions and such coolness he commenced addressing them he informed them that they might readily see from the fluency with which he spoke their language that he had comprehended all that they had been talking about what puzzled him most however was the cause of their wishing to have his scalp never said he to his knowledge had he been guilty of any wrong to their tribe that on the contrary there were braves among those present who if they turned to their memories would recognize his face as that of an old friend in years gone by and who could testify to the many acts of kindness which he had performed in their behalf he reminded them how that even now he had received them into his camp and treated them with all the hospitality in his power and yet they persisted in repaying him by taking his life in the end he wound up his discourse by giving peremptory orders for them to leave his camp and should any one refuse he would be shot the indians were completely nonplussed and not feeling inclined to risk a fight without their usual accompaniment of surprise after saying something about returning to which they were answered that if they did they would be received by a volley of bullets they departed to join their friends who were in swarms upon the neighboring hills it is supposed that a grand council was called in which the proceedings that had transpired in the camp of the white men were fully reported and perchance many of the braves in refreshing their memories began to recollect some of the daring deeds which kit carson had performed when he lived in their country this doubtless led them to the conclusion that they had caught an experienced traveller for certain it was that afterwards their actions became somewhat disconcerted and not so rash as they had been no sooner had the savages retired from the camp than kit carson ordered his men to harness their animals to the wagons so that they could resume their journey as the train moved on the indians were once more left behind although they had by no means formed the idea of allowing the white men to depart in peace they were busy concocting some scheme whereby they could accomplish their ends without loss to themselves the muleteers as they walked beside their teams by order of kit carson held in one hand their rifles while in the other were their whips which from time to time they were obliged to apply freely to their animals in order to keep the caravan in compact order mounted on a fine horse with his rifle and pistols so adjusted that he could lay his hands on them at a moment's notice kit carson rode from one end of the line to the other inspiring his men with his own courage 
he felt that upon him was rested the responsibility of saving the lives of his companions and that it was to him they all looked to be rescued from the perils that surrounded them as he rode along his eyes were busy scanning the prairies in every direction now and then he rested from this duty as his mind became somewhat relieved when he could discover nothing except bands of antelope or here and there a hungry wolf who with his white canine looking teeth seemingly spoke volumes of the empty condition of his stomach for the remainder of that day the train travelled on in apparent safety when the shades of evening had fairly set in a camping ground was selected on a small stream the wagons were formed in a circle in which were huddled the men and animals so that both could be protected by the weapons of the former grass was cut with the butcher knives belonging to the members of the party and was laid before the mules in this dangerous locality they could not be allowed to procure this food for themselves as strong a guard as their forces would permit of was posted the remainder of the party gathered some wood that had floated down the stream from the mountains and was sparingly scattered along the shores of the river near to the camp this was brought in when small fires were made over which their frugal meal was prepared after which the men lay down to rest many persons there are who would think that after escaping such perils once it would take very great inducements to make them thus expose themselves a second time nevertheless there exist in our land hundreds upon hundreds of men who take delight in returning into the midst of these dangers a life on the prairies of the far west has its good chances as well as its counter chances and no man can be happier than the true mountaineer at first to one accustomed to luxuries and modern refinement nothing can be more unpleasant than a journey over the plains but each day thus spent hardens the traveller until meals that a beggar in our towns or cities would hardly deign to touch are by him eaten with a relish to which he has long been a stranger it is on these long tramps that the dyspeptic and the melancholic man becomes the liveliest of the party his sociability often increases to such a degree that he soon can spin a yarn in a true baron munchausen style kit carson as he rode silently along all the following day had been meditating over the scenes through which he had so recently passed and also the most practicable means to be employed for the future when the night had fully set in without saying one word to the other members of the party he called to a young mexican whom he knew to be very fleet of foot and whose powers of endurance were wonderful on his coming to him he led him to one side when after he had depicted to the boy their fearful situation in its true colours he told him that he held the power of saving the lives of the whole party the new mexicans of the north are famous as being very fleet of foot and the great distance which they can run in a short period of time is astonishing as a general rule they are very partial to horses but when they have no riding animal they will start on a journey of hundreds of miles and accomplish it in an incredibly short time a journey of forty or fifty miles in a day is an ordinary circumstance with them even when the inducement for making it has in its behalf only a minor consideration owing to want of mail routes it sometimes becomes necessary to dispatch them on express duty 
such as carrying one or several letters to some distant point their charge is wrapped up in a handkerchief and tied about their waists to prevent being lost then on a jog trot they will start out and over mountains and broken country they will not alter the pace for many consecutive hours and this for a reward of one or two dollars per diem it is not uncommon to meet travelling companions where one is on horseback and the other on foot but notwithstanding they will keep together for an entire journey and complete it as quickly as if the horseman had undertaken it alone when by chance they come to and stop at a village where there is a fandango or other festive scene in full blast they will notwithstanding their long tramp join in and dissipate as hard as any member present their healthy climate coarse but plain diet and the great amount of exercise which they take in the open air make them capable of a wonderful amount of physical endurance under which they seem never to grow weary in this respect the only successful rivals which they have are the indians this was the kind of material kit carson had in the mexican boy whom he was now about to part with having detailed him for a very important duty that youth had long been known by and had the full confidence of his employer he was ready at his bidding to undertake anything therefore on hearing the mission which kit proposed sending him on he promised to use every exertion in its accomplishment and at once set about its execution having obtained a few rations of provisions he soon rejoined carson then they proceeded outside of the camp where he was to receive his final instructions by the dim light of the moon kit pointed in the direction of rayado where he was to travel and after warning him of the dangerous places that lay in his route and giving him the message that he was to deliver to the commanding officer at rayado he bid him good-bye with the words be sure and leave a good many miles between us by tomorrow's sunrise the distance to the settlement of rayado from kit carson's camp was between two and three hundred miles yet this runner was capable of travelling it in as short a period of time as could any ordinary horse kit now returned among his men not to sleep but to watch this he did until the break of the following day when he summoned all hands to hitch up the teams and proceed until twelve o'clock no indians were visible but at about that hour five of the savages were seen approaching on they came and when within speaking distance kit carson ordered them to halt they obeyed his command on scanning them closer he bade them come nearer when he informed them that the night before he had sent an express to rayado for the purpose of letting the troops there know of the annoyances their tribe were causing him among the soldiers he said he had many friends who would be certain to come to his relief and if they should find that his party was massacred which he let the indians know could only be accomplished by his men being overpowered they would be already informed by whom it was done and would be sure to visit upon the perpetrators of the crime a terrible retribution the indians said that they would look for the moccasin tracks made by the messenger and thus decide whether that which they had just heard was true or not kit carson hearing this at once considered it as the turning point in favor of the safety of his party 
the indians immediately went to look for the trail shortly afterwards the entire indian village passed within sight and were evidently making the best of their time in seeking some safe hiding place the five warriors had therefore evidently found the expressman's trail as they had been informed that they would and that the boy had proceeded too far on his journey to think of pursuing him on his way to rayado the messenger overtook the detachment of recruits to which was attached the officer who had caused the trouble to the commander of these men the young mexican reported the position as he left them of his employer and companions but that gentleman for some unaccountable reason would not then grant the desired aid therefore the boy pushed on to rayado where he found a warm-hearted and brave soldier in the person of major greer who commanded the post the major on hearing the message sent by kit carson immediately ordered lieutenant r johnston his subaltern officer to take a squad of dragoons and proceed to the assistance of his countrymen while on his march lieutenant johnston met with the command of recruits of whom we have before spoken in the course of the conversation which ensued johnston was asked by the officer in charge of the recruits what was the service he was engaged on and being informed that gentleman probably gave the subject deeper thought and it may have occurred to him and such is the opinion of kit carson that if the affair was properly managed there might be some glory accruing from it at any rate he suddenly changed his mind and ordered a detail of men to go with the lieutenant the relief party as thus reinforced again started and found kit carson and his train of wagons at a point that is some twenty-five miles below bent's fort under the escort of the soldiers kit and his men travelled in safety to rayado where he had the pleasure of thanking major greer for his praiseworthy and prompt action in succouring him and a few other american citizens who had thus been exposed to the barbarities of savages made hostile by the overbearing conduct of a man whose double blunder was shielded by power although the fighting qualifications of the soldiers were not called into requisition yet they performed a meritorious service by coming they might have been instrumental in saving lives while protecting commerce and their frequent visits to remote indian countries always leaves salutary impressions on the minds of the red men kit carson's thorough knowledge of indian character and his established bravery and integrity ought it appears to us to have been a sufficient guarantee to this officer that he was acting in good faith when he asked through the proper channel that protection to which he was certainly entitled while pursuing the necessary though hazardous business connected with the commerce of the plains never throughout his eventful career had kit carson refused to offer his services in the cause of a countryman who stood in need of them and now when the first time came that he felt it necessary to make the call for assistance he could not understand why two valuable days were allowed to pass by an officer who could have aided him without some notice being taken of his urgent requisition it is true that by some especially those who are not acquainted with the character of kit carson he is regarded as being ever anxious for an indian fight but had this been the case he would have long since paid the forfeit with his life to contradict such a statement we have but to appeal to the reader of this narrative and ask him to bear testimony 
of the marked discretion that has so far coupled itself with kit carson's fame an amusing incident which came under the eye of the writer is to the point in the early part of the so-called gold fever of california when parties were organizing in the city of new york to proceed overland to the pacific we chanced to be present at a meeting held by one of the companies as most of those present were entirely unacquainted with the country to be passed over and as they were anxious to place themselves in a safe position someone proposed that kit carson should be employed as a guide provided his services could be had this was ruled out the amusing part of this incident consists in the reason which governed this judgment it was on account of the fear that he might lead them out of their way in order to engage in some bloody indian fight it being generally represented and believed that he was sanguinarily inclined cheap literature had so ferociously made the man that he of all men most experienced could not be trusted showing thereby how little had been known of the real kit carson End of section twenty three chapter fourteen part two